Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. We're spending too much money on printing. I want accountability. I've posted a few stories about Big Boss. Here's another. Big Boss was chairperson of the university department I worked in. Personally, he was generally nice, could be very generous, but he had a cheap streak when it came to spending on supplies and infrastructure. So one day I get a call from admin person. Big Boss is upset about how much money we're spending on printing, paper, and toner. He thinks there's a lot of waste and we need to cut back. Okay, I ask how much are we spending? Admin doesn't know, but Big Boss came in early one day, found a stack of pages in the copier printer out tray, and blew a gasket. So can I find out how much we're spending? Turns out it was pretty easy. We bought all our paper from a single campus source, so it was easy to dig that up. We had a contract for our big copier and printer, so that was easy to find. And I did all the purchasing for toner for the desktop printers we have scattered around, so I had those records. In a couple hours I had a year's worth of data, and gave it to admin and big boss. From this he instituted a couple of changes. Everyone had to have a code for the copier so we could track individual usage. Great idea. Turned out we had some students who were sneaking in on weekends and copying entire textbooks when electronic copies weren't available. Big Boss also wanted me to set up print logging by user so we could figure out who the big printer hogs were. I hadn't done this before, but we used a Linux print server, so I found out what packages I needed and set it up. At the end of the month, I dumped the print log info and had it nicely outputted, ready to be stuck on a web page of shame if needed. And to no one's surprise, the project stopped there. Big Boss was far and away the greatest print user in the department. I mean, he printed twice as many pages as the next highest person on the list. As chairperson, some of this was surely proper, but I also know he liked to print personal stuff. A lot. So he ended up not putting the info up on our website, at least until he rotated out of being chairperson. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Yeah, usually the loudest ones and the first ones to point the finger are usually the worst culprits. That reminds me, when I used to work for the Board of Ed locally, they instituted a whole thing where everybody had their own copier slash printer code around the school. And there were different copiers. You know, you had different uh, planning areas and offices and mine. I was a floater around school, so mine happened to be in the library and I didn't use it much. But yeah, it really didn't save them any money, but, but I guess it made some bean counter feel better, so... Printer with an identity crisis. Disclaimer, English is not my first language. We just swapped out a Kanika Minolta printer for a Kyocera, and I did the usual stuff. Added it to the print server, added the newest driver from the manufacturer's website, added it to AD and pushed it to my users. Worked well with all of our other printers. Didn't work quite so good with this one. Users complained that some properties were missing. The device didn't sort multiple copies and some other stuff. I tried to manually force the policy. I tried to manually trigger the installation. I tried to manually add the printer via IP address. I tried to manually install the darn thing with the manufacturer's driver installer. I cursed. I sacrificed a black cat at midnight on a full moon. I even read the manual. Nothing got the effing thing to do what it was supposed to do. Then I saw that the thing spoke PCL. In my despair, I forced the old Comey drivers onto the device and lo and behold, it worked. We obviously have a confused Keo that thinks it's a Comey. As long as it works, I don't care. But WTF? Okay, I really got nothing for this one, but I'm going to take a stab at it. I know with some car manufacturers, they have, you know, different models and even some main manufacturers will make off brands for other people. So like, could this be one of those things where 
two different printer companies are using similar drivers and software? I don't know. Some of you guys know better than I do. Let me know down below. Educate me. Google Images is showing anime girls instead of our products. I'm a web developer and I had a client whose name is also a woman's name. Client opens a new ticket. The ticket says, when I search for company name on Google, our products don't show up. I knew immediately that this was going to be something I couldn't help them with, but waited to discuss it in our next meeting and was not prepared for how amusing it actually was going to be. Client, when I do a Google image search for company name, I would expect to get the images that are on our website, but instead it shows a bunch of images of anime girls. I searched the name on Google, switched to images, and sure enough, it was all anime girls. Me, right, so if I search for company name, product type, I do see images of the products on your site, but if you just search for company name, you're going to get results for anything that shares the same name. And since your company name is a person's name, you're going to get lots of results for things other than your company. Client, how can we improve this? Me, well you can add more meta tags to your images to make them as detailed as possible in SEO to improve their relevance. But as for searching just the company name, images from your site are not going to take priority over the other images on the internet that include the same name and are more relevant. Client, so there's nothing you can do to make our products show up instead of anime girls? Me, nope, you'd have to talk to Google. So I'm one of the worst at this. Uh, with my retail website, I'm very bad about doing meta tags and uh, alt text and things like that. Anything SEO related, I tend to, uh, I tend to ignore. I'm a pretty good procrastinator when it comes to web stuff. So uh, yeah, I can understand that. Um, sir, your BIOS is corrupted. No, my not being able to fix it isn't my lack of skill, it's your lack of understanding of the problem. Client is brain dead when it comes to tech. He had a previous tech guy who was so fed up with the client's attitude he stopped taking him. That's how I got stuck with him. So Windows pushed a BIOS update to his PC and he chose to let it run overnight. The following morning I get a call that his PC won't start. Very clear cut update failure and corrupted BIOS. I checked to find the BIOS files online to try to recover but no BIOS files were available. So I break the news to the client, his PC is dead, and God himself can't bring it back to life. He starts going crazy, yelling about how his other IT guy wouldn't complain, and he'd be able to fix it without issue. I simply lack the skill to do it. I ask him that if he thinks I lack the skill to do it, why did he hire me? I tell him if he's so sure it's fixable, then go fix it himself. I get a call a few days later. He apologized and said the other tech said the exact same thing and asked me to get him back up and running. Moral of the story, if you think you understand enough to tell an expert how to do their job, then either do it yourself or shut up. Oh, and the client still seems to think I'm an idiot who doesn't know what I'm doing. I charge him an arm and a leg to put up with his bull and he knows it. You gotta love it when people are trying to pay you to do a job. You're the one that specializes in that job and yet they know better than you. Now, I will say that if I even have like a hint of my, I might have an idea or I'm confused, I'll ask questions. Uh, I might even ask leading questions, you know. I won't come right out and say anything because, uh, A, I don't want to be laughed at when I'm wrong, but also because, you know, sometimes you can jog a different thought from somebody just by asking the right questions. But if they tell me no or whatever, then I shut up and let them do their job. That would have been nice to know at the beginning. I was the 10th person to get the same customer calling in in two days today. They finally gotten their support figured out and IT managed to recover their data. It's on a hard drive that's plugged into the new replacement. They got the internet figured out and they're ready to have everything set back up. Easy peasy. I remote in, realize immediately this is a janky Wi-Fi connection. So my cursor is staggering all over and clicks are taking three seconds to register. 
Sucky, but not the worst network I've ever dealt with. At least it seems consistent. So I find the data on the external hard drive. It's all there. Cool. No installers, though. No problem. Submit a software request. Downloaded them. Also started downloading the hardware drivers. Took nearly 20 minutes for everything on the crap network when it usually would take 2 seconds. All good. While that's going, I start copying the data, get the data folder shared out, etc. Downloads finish. I go to extract the zips, but they have WinZip installed with no activation. Trial has ended. With their permission, I just uninstall it. Caller doesn't even know what WinZip is. I get the software installed. It throws an error on the database at the end. I'm installing a slightly newer version here, so I need to update the database. Copy it over to my machine, run the updates, copy it back, no errors, just the activation prompt. I activate it, then activate the hardware module and start installing the hardware drivers. Edit the INI files, copy the files to the appropriate locations, check to make sure the device is connected. Nope. I ask the caller to plug in and power on the device. She scoffs at that for some reason and then I don't hear anything for 5 minutes or so. I start chatting with teammates and get distracted. Then I see in the corner of my eye a change in device manager. The device is showing as unrecognized device. I expected as much. These older units generally need a firmware upgrade in order to work on a 64-bit OS and, based on my notes, they're upgrading from an XP machine, so I tell the caller I'll have to contact the manufacturer. I get the serial number, let her go, and make the call. I go through the motions with the answering person, got a case number, then get dropped in the queue, approximately 10 minute wait. I ended up only being about 4 minutes. Cool. Dude is super chatty, telling me about his days in the Air Force while he copies some files over for the upgrade. Get to the point where the unit needs to be power cycled, so I conference in the customer. We finish up the firmware upgrade, open up the software, and green lights. Me. Okay, ma'am. Looks like you guys are all set. Is there anything else we can do for you? Caller. Yeah, so just to make sure, I can now take the hardware over to the computer it's supposed to be on now, and it'll work, right? Me. I'm sorry, what? I was under the impression this is the new computer? Caller. No, see, that computer doesn't have internet, so they told me to hook up this external drive. You would set everything up here on my computer, and then we could move the hard drive over to that computer. At that point, my tone abruptly shifted from happy to very angry, and I think the hardware support guy who was still on the call caught on because he basically took over explaining how utterly idiotic that sentence was in a much more level-headed manner than I would have, and I completely mentally checked out. I honestly don't even remember how it ended up was already ranting in my chat about how this imbecile just wasted an hour of my life. It's unfortunate, but sometimes you have to lead these people. Like, you gotta almost assume that they're gonna do dumb stuff like this, because they certainly can't be trusted to just give you all the information that you would need. When an environment's design is super efficient, backups are unnecessary. A few nights ago, I was semi-watching Orville with my wife and kids. It's a Star Trek ripoff. At one point, an android crew member fries its own brain. The crew struggles to fix it, but eventually concludes that it's hopeless. That is, until one of the engineers has an epiphany and finds what may be a backup brain. The engineer then explains what he found to the rest of the crew, and the dialogue goes like this. Engineer. Back in the early days of computers, programmers would sometimes bury code deep inside the system, like a back door. First officer. So you think that's what this is? A backup brain? Engineer. Something like that. Think about the human brain. It's full of fail-safes that have evolved over millions of years. This may be something similar. First Officer But the Kalon brain isn't evolved. It was designed by intelligent beings with technology far in advance of ours. Isn't it possible they're so efficient that they made backups unnecessary? I burst into laughter. I thought about explaining this joke but gave up. 
It would take too long, and the writers clearly didn't think of it as a joke. Still funny, though. Um, aren't backups the failsafe? <laughs> Just saying. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.